Why are emotions running so high at these protests? What are they really about? Or not about? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6 during the normal season. But now that football's starting, I'm going to be moving around. Today's show is from 3 to 5, so we'll really have to pack it all in. Uh, After the show today from 5 to 7 is going to be Mark Aram's exclusive look at Mercedes-Benz Stadium inside and out. Because the stadium opens today, and it's an exciting day in Atlanta for that. And then uh, college football season is starting. So next weekend, which is Labor Day weekend, I'm not going to be on Saturday, but I am going to be on Sunday from 1 to 3. So you're going to have to, if you are interested in continuing to hear the show, look around for it on WSB. I'll always post it on my website, and um, I'll also put the podcast up so you really don't have to miss anything. That's PropagandaReportDaily.com. And I was uh, grateful to WSB for continuing to make room for me on the crowded weekends now that football has started. And maybe it was a little self-serving, but I feel like it'll do WSB some good to get uh, some love for the Monica Perez show. So I tweeted out uh, what you like about the show. Tweeted me what you like about the show, or you can call 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez show. But even before I tweeted that, I got a, a tweet. I absolutely made my day. Binkley, my producer Binkley is here, always handy with some tweets. Uh, do you Did you see that that tweet? What was it? I saw it. It's a great tweet. It was from Willie B. He tweeted, got my riding mower gassed and oiled up, got beer in the fridge, smokes are rolled, ready to cut grass and listen to your show, Saturday 3 to 5. That is so great. I love that. I like the rolled smokes. Yeah. And I don't think it's what you think. I I have a feeling. What what do I think? Well, did you not uh, um, make a comment that you thought, what he was rolling was not regular. <laughs> but I, I like it that he's got tobacco. Don't you think that if he was rolling something other than regular tobacco five minutes into my show, he'd be hiding under the porch, afraid of the black Freaking helicopter? out, yeah. <laughs> I do get that comment once in a while that the show uh, intrigues, but also panics people. <laughs> so I'm going to try not to do that. I don't actually go, but that's the funny part, is that some people are shocked, talks, whatever they like to go for the... For the uh, most shocking, scariest things, I don't like. I I scare myself. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but just saying what I think is really going on. But this is it. Is we are ushering in some good, uh, fun, some good entertainment tonight. So my show is over a little early tonight, but that's okay because I'm going to go to a watching party for the McGregor Mayweather fight. Mm. I know that's going to be, I mean, you know, with these guys who are just so polished, like Mayweather, I feel like you're always kind of disappointed. Although I think Pacquiao could have beat him and pulled his punches. Right. So I don't know. Say that again. Calling an upset. Are you really calling an upset? Just based on, on political metaphor. Based on the fact that I think they want to cash in another hundred million for the rematch. Well, that's what I was thinking about Pacquiao. But I will say, not to get too into the boxing, but my family's I, my family goes way back in uh, 
boxing. I was raised on it. And I'm actually going to go to the Triple G Canelo fight on September 16th. So I'll have actually no show that weekend. But I think boxing fans will agree that I made the right call having the opportunity to go see it because that, I think, is going to be a fantastic fight. So we'll see. But um, no time for fun. We've got something very (laughs) serious on our hands. I'll try to make it fun for Willie B on his mower, but I'm dead serious about this. The these protests have been driving me crazy because and it's the same thing with our politics in general has been really divisive and polarizing, super high with emotional content higher than ever. Yet the actual content seems quite low, like amazingly low. And I'm beginning to piece together that that's no coincidence that the reason they're doing they, they meaning the people who foment this, which is I, I hopefully I'll get into a little of the what goes into the sausage later. Um, there are some smoking guns that a lot of these narratives are set up, but uh, let's just set that aside for a second. I think the reason that they are set up this way that I think there's been a 30 year push in this country to to transform our uh, or to to harness our energy, kind of like martial arts, you use the guy's own energy against them, to transform us into having any kind of universally shared values, concepts of liberty and justice for all, of right and wrong, all the things that could keep us together. And I would say the focus on left or right could still be uh, to end the Fed or end the wars, that the military industrial complex is is obviously not designed to benefit we the people. We could unite behind that. And because we could, I think the powers that be realize they have to kind of um, root out those real fundamental values and they replaced them or, or have been in the process of replacing them with identity, with shallow, superficial, uh, just you can look at someone and see they're not one of you and and they uh basically i feel like colleges universities are 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 incubators where they they implant triggers in you where you just someone says the wrong word and you your emotions are triggered so that you can have this kind of divisiveness. You can redirect your political energy at each other for no real goal. And in place of what could be real, uh, this like some of these objections. But I feel like these protests specifically are for uh, a few reasons in the here and now. One, the major overarching thing I see coming is this uh, idea that we have to regulate internet speech in order to protect free speech in order to be fair and i started the show last week talking about this about a i read a quote of a guy matthew prince who is a founder of cloudflare who was instrumental in bringing down the daily stormer website this guy has a fishy backstory i discovered so i don't think i was wrong in thinking that he was teeing this conversation up for a purpose and coincidentally he ended up having an op-ed in the wall street journal this week that said basically the same thing and his quote which said more or less please stop me i should not be trusted with censoring the inter- internet somebody needs to step in you know help me and the Huffington Post on the left and the National Review on the right both picked up on this and both had the same solution. 
the argument from National Review was that uh, because the right is being targeted, that we need Congress, a Republican Congress, to step in. And on the left, they said uh, it's the right today, but it'll be the left tomorrow. And by coincidence, this week, uh, the article that I saw uh, in The Wall Street Journal was about a a judge who is allowing prosecutors to access information kind of broadly on a web server for the protests, uh, organizing the protests again at the inauguration. So now it's the left under fire. But last week it was the right under fire. And uh, we actually had quite a few of our we when we post this show or um, podcast that we do on Propaganda Report Daily, we also post them on YouTube, and and ads will run in the beginning. And those ads were taken down and uh, and not permitted. Now, these are shows, some of these shows are aired on WSB. So kudos to WSB. They do not uh, have a problem with stuff, but but just words trigger YouTube. So Binkley, so, th- so the, this week was the left. Last week was the right. All at once last week, a bunch of our YouTube videos were demonetized, correct? Yeah, about 36 of them oh at my one time. Gosh, that's crazy. So we have a little less time than I thought. So tell me maybe three that were demonetized last week. And I loved the one that the maybe the only one that was not demonetized. Tell me the titles. And I assume it's just the text, the titles that trigger the censorship. They're not listening to them. Well, actually, they have title. They have uh, advanced bots and they have groups like the ACLU that are identifying oh, so pages. Like human beings. Right. Yeah. OK, so give me maybe a few titles and then I want to hear the one that did not. The resistance movement is radicalizing progressives. Everything wrong with Obamacare and why Republicans don't want to repeal it. Trust us, we're the mainstream media. Wow, so they get sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really crazy. Yeah. However, the one that you posted, uh, which was, again, you know, a little bit sarcastic, they, I guess they didn't catch that. What was this one that got made it through the censors? The only one that's made it through the censors over the course of the past two weeks is one titled, Unfit, Unstable, Unhinged. Nice. And we were just quoting the media yeah. saying all this crazy stuff about Trump. That's really funny. Well, we've got lots more uh, of this left and right and how it's being used to uh, to what ushers in. I think it's going to be used to usher in some kind of omnibus regulation bill called the First Amendment Protection Act or something like that. That's what I see coming. And I think it's going to have a lot of elements to it. The First Amendment is is robust. It's media. I, I might just tick off each element there, but other other amendments are in the crosshairs. But I think the First Amendment is the thing, is the uh, the target du jour. So we're going to talk more about that and take your calls 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. It's a man on! A Monica man Perez on, on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Partly cloudy tomorrow, high of 84 in the forecast. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And uh, I opened the show. It's so important, I think, to not let your um, not let your thoughts get drowned out by the noise on the 24/7 news cycle that talks only about. 
the histrionics or the the gas canister throwing, which some of the protesters were throwing with gas masks on, which was weird to me, talking about the one in um, Phoenix. Uh, but I... I think that that stuff is is truly like a magician's redirection. It's like smoke and mirrors from what's really going on underneath it all, which is the policy agenda this stuff is serving. And I feel like the left and the right, not really the grassroots people, but the the mouthpieces, the media self-proclaimed representatives of the people on the left and the right, which I don't think they actually are, uh, are going to call for um, from the top a regulation of internet speech and they're and they are already saying it's in the name of protecting free speech so i want to talk about that i want to talk about the first amendment under fire 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk you can tweet at me at monica perez show i'm going to david and tucker david you're on with monica hi i was wondering uh, if you could respond to a quote by bill mars first i generally don't uh go along with but uh, last week, he was saying that I thought the the left used to protect individual rights, but now they protect individual emotions instead. Basically, the the right to be offended is no longer a right. Uh, it appears that uh, well, now we have Columbus statues being uh, vandalized, and uh, you know what is the when does it stop? Because if it offends someone, well, everything offends somebody. That's funny that you should mention that. I didn't know he said it, but last week in my show, I said that what these people are fighting for is for their feelings to be protected. And I'll tell you, there was always in my mind a a, a conflict, a, a fundamental conflict on the left when they proclaimed to defend civil liberties, uh, but also wanted to to have collective action. And the perfect example, like where it really clashed was you can't, it's easy to argue against legalizing pot. If you have socialized medicine or legalizing drugs in general, uh, I mean, it got to the point where Bloomberg cited socialized medicine as the reason he had the right to ban sugary drinks in New York. So I don't think you can have a protection of individual liberties in, in, in the same value system as socialism, but uh, uh, I, I also, but I want to touch on the the where does it end thing because I've been giving this a lot of thought, and if you take it to the extreme, and you eliminated all all monuments, all you don't even name things after politicians, anything that has a government actor uh, being lionized uh, or even a public property tax money being paid to erect a symbol, then, you know, what if you eliminate all of that and there's a void that the government is not responsible for telling us our history, for writing our history, for crafting the narrative, then there's a void and people either ignore it and don't care or they seek it out. So then history is a pull. Not not a push, but a pull. And then people will start to try to figure it out. So it's my opinion that having uh, a copy of the Jefferson Adams letters on your bedside table is much more important than having statues of Jefferson and Adams in D.C. 
and and actually Jefferson said the man who reads nothing but new the man who reads nothing at all is better educated than the man who reads nothing but newspapers. So maybe the void would even be better. Uh, we can talk about that. I know that's a deep thought, controversial. Uh, and I also want to get to Fred has a great uh, comment. He says government cannot be trusted to be an honest broker. Fred, I want to talk to you next because I think that is the heart of the matter. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Normally, Saturdays 3 to 6 during football season, I am going to be moving around like crazy. So I highly recommend... You sign up for PropagandaReportDaily.com or MonicaPerezShow.com, and you will get an email telling you when my show is going to be on on the weekends. I'm going this this week I'm on till 5, and then there's going to be a great special, Mark Aram, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Inside and Out, because today is the day Mercedes-Benz Stadium opens. And also, uh, next week, I am going to be on, it's Labor Day weekend, I'm going to be on Sunday, 1 to 3, next week. So if you if you miss the show, no big whoop, we put it up uh, commercial-free podcast on PropagandaReportDaily.com. So that should be all good. Uh, but as this is kind of my last regular season show, I wanted to make sure we didn't spend too much time on the real fluffy stuff. I think the most important thing that's happening right now is the First Amendment uh, under fire. I think that's what these protests are about. When Charlottesville was unfolding uh, during a show I had a couple of weeks ago, I immediately identified it was for the left and right to cry out for the government to step in. And I also identified that Internet censorship is the number one uh, target right now. That's what they're after. But the entire First Amendment is under attack. Uh, There was another, Binkley, do you um, have a tweet by Ginny? There was another, in my opinion... And she identified it uh, quite well. Uh, another goal here for the protest to serve as far as ushering in the police state, ushering in the totalitarian state. Um, I mean, people think this is about race and identity. And I just I laugh because we are going to look back and think, you know, see what a... Um, what a manipulation, what a bait and switch the identity politics all were when we live in a police state. You know, we won't have any racial discord, but we'll be in a totalitarian dictatorship that this stuff is ushering in. So we're going to, you know, it'll unite us too late and then see, oh, my gosh, we were always on the same side. And uh, and they they set us at each other so we wouldn't see what they were doing. And one of the things they're doing is uh, demanding that Congress regulate how the Internet how private, quote, private companies who uh, were picked and chosen by grants and programs often run by directly by the federal government, if not through university programs funded by the federal government or the Department of Defense. I mean, it's I don't even categorize these winners as uh, as private companies for the purposes of this uh, 
anyway. I think they're really fronts for government censorship. But um, they there is one other uh, one other goal here that that w- that I think Ginny points out in her tweet. What is it, Binkley? She tweeted that people are angry that. Phoenix was harder on the counter protesters than Virginia was. So I'm seeing a call for standardizing policing could be the goal. Yes. So I noticed that uh, a long time ago, I should say, identified like with the highway funding. That's how they got every single state to have the same drinking age. So they can federalize laws, effectively federalize them just by making sure it's the same everywhere. And if they can standardize policing and then practice those those uh, police police forces can practice with, you know, the National Guard or a federal point like Binkley, you pointed out all the stuff with the vigilant guard. When I-85 collapsed that same week, they were doing all sorts of like uh, crisis practices. They would actually create crises and then practice how to, operate within where the police the local police and the federal police were interacting right working together yeah overstressed the system so they had to call in federal resources yeah so it so what's uh, so that's the way to integrate law enforcement vertically but horizontally if they need to have a blue wall for universal uprising it's good if they all have the same rules already in place all the same equipment all the same protocols and then they can just lock together like a modular thing like that's what i've been afraid of all the time and another way that another example of how they just effectively do it by dropping in parachuting into each state is how they want to reform the elections why is why did trump pass an executive order on election reform elections are strictly state if the state wants to squander its votes on poor election protocol that's their business you know it's no it's no business for the federal government but they'll come up with model laws and all that kind of stuff and uh, i feel like Ginny makes a great point in that it was it was quite obvious that there was a totally different treatment in Charlottesville as in Virginia, um, I mean as in Phoenix, and that was not for nothing. It's never for nothing. These these glaring things. So anyway, four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Fred, thanks for holding on. Fred, you are on with Monica. Hey, Monica, Fred Britton. I'm a retired Army colonel, 29 years of service in the Army as a a professional intelligence officer. I sincerely appreciate your program, and kind of your point of view is kind of me personally and politically I've evolved, if you will, to concerns after I got to look behind the Iron Curtain there and see what's going on in the government with a top-secret SCI clearance for 29 years. Did you hear my show last week? I said that the guys who see behind the curtain are the guys who really know what's going on. They're, that's why they're afraid yeah, of it. I signed a non-disclosure when I retired six or seven years ago, and I had to be very careful because my two adult sons are career intelligence officers in the Army also. Uh, so I've got to be careful. I'm one of those nerds that said, well, I wouldn't disclose classified information. I don't. And as a career intelligence officer, when we were young officers, I got commissioned. I grew up in Long Island, New York, kind of your stomping ground. Dad was a 40-year police officer. And when we were told to do things, we followed that guidance. So we didn't. We were taught to be apolitical as young officers in the Army, especially intelligence officers, because 
it was important to protect the, the rights of both Democrats, Republicans, and we never wanted to project an impression that if you weren't politically in line with us personally, you wouldn't get the protections of the Constitution. So we were very, kind of very, very apolitical as military officers. We were discouraged not only because of the Hatch Act and other things from uh, even revealing what our political, personal political beliefs are so we could protect all of our U.S. citizens. Well, I don't want to hear sense. the classified stuff because I think their intentions and their tactics are are manifest. You can see it. But I am interested in a nutshell in your, like right now, what you think is the true state of the world okay, or the so real I, goal. I, I, I'm not self-promoting. Let me give you another piece. You got a piece of my family. I married a woman that I met in St. John's University in New York 35 years ago, 33 years ago, she's Ukrainian, and she came out from underneath the Iron Curtain of the Soviet Union, and we're both Catholic, and she grew up with the churches chained, and she firsthand witnessed what it's like to have First Amendments taken away and the ability to worship and all that, and that gave me a unique perspective uh, as I was an adult raising a family and as a military officer. Uh, the horrors of putting the government in charge is unbelievable. Your comments kind of set up my comments about atoms on your nightstand and all that, because, they, you know, i got to be careful here, but, um, you know, it, it, I will say as my career started in 1983 in the Army as an intelligence officer, and I retired in 2010, what I saw first in the civil servants that worked in the intelligence communities and some contractors, some disturbing signs where they were politicized. And so they would release, leak stuff to the, uh, to the news and to the media to slant things in a certain way. And I Always to the left or to the right? Was there a pattern? Sit down and be quiet because some of these civil servants were the equivalent of general officers. So we saw the politicization of intelligence uh, first by the civil servants in the late 90s, early 2000s. Was it left or right, Fred? You got to uh, wrap it up. President Obama's presidency. The, was it left or right? At the Pentagon level. I was stationed at the Pentagon. I was stationed at Defense Intelligence Agency at Boeing Air Force Base. Uh, Fred, you got to get to the point. The CIA, etc. And the civilians were the first ones to be politicized, especially over at the CIA. Were they on the left or the right? Heavy on the left. Heavy on the left. And do you think that we are are currently getting our... Do you think that the First Amendment, pulling back on the First Amendment, is a conscious goal of some of these people who want more power at the top? Yes, but it depends on, you know, kind of what baseball game we're playing. So now that the quote-unquote establishment Republicans and are on the right are in charge, they want to shut down... First Amendment rights to forward their political agenda. Hence, you had a tremendous number of left-hitting, and I'm sorry to say it like this, I don't mean to insult people of the Democratic or liberal persuasion, but heavy from that side are in the civil servant positions throughout the Pentagon, throughout CIA, DIA, uh, and the goal was to have those civilian positions so the uniform wearers like myself, when wars spun up around the world, we could be deployed and you would have a skeleton crew back at these agencies to hold down the fort while we went out to the war zone. It, does that make sense? 
Kind of. I feel like it's a little, um, it's hard for people to really, uh, it's hard for me to get at, at the point of what you're saying to what we should be worried about, what we're seeing right now. In the the First Amendment. You're all over it, Monica, and you need to continue to discuss this. So I grew up in a very traditional, conservative, uh, Republican voting uh, person. And I evolved over time when I saw the politicization of the intelligence. All of a sudden, it wasn't being used to protect our country. Okay. All right. I got it. So this kind of goes, in my opinion, to um, the previous call, which was it's the left used to – they used to think, anyway, that they were protecting our civil liberties, but they, but really true to form, the history of the left, the real – uh, certainly the kind of Marx-Leninist kind of history of the left is not about individual freedom at all on any level. It's really about collectivism. And so there you have a, a consistent ideology. On the right, we were uh, individualists. I say we on the right, I'm a libertarian. So a lot of people don't consider me on the right. Some people think I'm far, you know, further right than Republicans. But the underlying cause there was always individualism, uh, individual rights, the Bill of Rights, which is why I think that it's kind of a plot to transform what was a grassroots kind of liberty movement, the Tea Party, the Freedom Caucus, into this popularism, populism, where uh, Trump just said it in one of his speeches this week. Every American has the right for the government to work for him or her and and get them what they want. You know, that's not it at all. It's a mutual defense pact is what, in my opinion, the federal government is as an individualist. But that concept, that value system is uh, is fading into obscurity. I want to get to James. I got to take a quick break, James. Sorry, not too long. He wants to talk about uh, get back to talking about the protests and the president. So we can do that. Call me at 800 WSB talk or tweet at me at Monica Perez show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 86 the high today, 67 the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. At the top of the hour, I'm going to play for you a clip of uh, Dr. Mitchell, who recently settled out of court with some former Gitmo detainees who were never charged with anything, but he tortured them. And I remember back in the day, and and this is he's going to uh, when you hear a guy like that talking you got to worry because he was a big guy in the u.s government he just wrote a book enhanced interrogation and and when you hear the clip you're going to see what i mean like you got to worry a little bit where this stuff is headed what they're you know never let a good crisis go to waste um but i used to not worry too much about that stuff get my you know they're not americans even though our rights are god-given but as things get worse i realize that the la- that one thing you really cannot have is to hold people and torture them for information who are never uh, charged with a crime and um, or not like officially prisoners of war under the Geneva Convention or whatever, which would p- forbid that as well. Because if if the First Amendment and freedom of speech are in the crosshairs, 
then and and this kind of due process, which is the Fifth Amendment, I understand they're not covered by that, but for us, if that stuff is not if due process is not respected, I mean you can have a situation where they gather people up and you kind of disappear for a while or indefinitely and don't immediately get this you know, be able to get a lawyer right away, communicate with the outside world is absolutely Vital. So this guy scares me. You'll hear more from him after my next break. I'm going to James in Atlanta. Hi, James. You're on with Monica. James. How you doing, Monica? Hey, sorry. How you doing? Hello? Talk to me. You're on the air. Okay. Yes. Now, the the country, Monica, is set up from the beginning since this country was founded on crisis, wars, and boogeyman. That's how this country operates. The United States has always need a boogeyman. You need a you need you need a boogeyman for it to to operate. Whether it's the Nazis, whether it's Russia, whether it's the Cold War, whether it's the Native Americans, whether it's the, uh, black people, whether it's whatever we need some type of crisis, some type of boogeyman to be afraid of, so the government can come in and 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 and, and do their and regulate and 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 control you from cradle to grave. See, they need some type of excuse, whether it's, whether it comes naturally or they create the crisis. I agree with you. Whether it's nine eleven, whether you know we got to create this because we got the terrorists, you know we got the got the Cold War. And James, we have to be the, the of Russia, uh, I'll let you finish, Putin, Gorbachev, you know. It, it's one all, thing is that, like, I, I noticed that they they're nowadays they're just all lunatics, like Iran and North Korea. You can't actually – it's not permitted to have a conversation about why would North Korea just shoot a nuclear warhead onto American territory. The answer has to be because he is a nut job and we need to police the world. Otherwise, you can actually have a conversation about the merits. So I think it's really de- devolved into something um, true, just pure emotionalism, totally irrational. Sorry to interrupt you. Keep talking. Hello? Yeah, you're back. Sorry. I muted you yeah. because I wanted to say something, and I have a mute button. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, what, <laughs> you don't. What is the, it's the same guy, Monica. Uh, Kim Jong-il is the same guy as Muammar Gaddafi. It's the same guy as Gorbachev. It's the same guy as Arafat. It's the same guy. They're all, they're all a Hitler. They're all the same guy. And it's all us versus them, and they're evil, and they're bad. Just the same guy. Muammar Gaddafi is the same guy as Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong Il is the same guy as Gorbachev, Khrushchev. Oh, I mean, they're all. Uh, 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 what, uh, what's the guy? I'm, for, I'm forgetting his name in uh, in Cuba. Uh, uh, Castro. Uh, Castro. They're all the same. Castro yeah. is the same guy as Kim Jong Il. Il. All throughout history, he's been the same guy. I bet I you could actually find. People not notice that. Yeah. It's the same guy. It's the same. It's just different countries. The same guy. They're all evil. We have to do this. We. It's, it's all a bunch of bull crap. It's all. All right, it's so give all, me your last word on it before I go to a break. A last word. What's the takeaway? It, 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 it's all it's all set up to control you from cradle to grave. It's all a deception. It, yeah, that is true. And I, I do have to <laughs> go to a break. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, yes, it is. I agree. It's a deception to get you to control. If you want to hang on, James, I'll let you keep talking after the break. Um, I agree with you. It is a uh, a deception, and I think these guys are, whether they're good or bad, right or wrong, I bet you could find parallel language for every one of them. Give me a call, 800-WSB-TALK, or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. 
You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Well, I think one of the things that emboldens these folks is excessive political correctness. You know, our, and I have, you know, I admire our religious freedom, and I don't think we should uh, turn our backs on it. But one of the things Khalid Sheikh Mohammed told me was that our religious freedoms actually act as a cloaking device that allow them to move into our neighborhoods, to set up these enclaves, to put in place the precursors of radicalization in these terror attacks, to put in the support networks long before any laws are broken, and that our concerns about privacy and surveillance and and uh, uh, political correctness uh, all contribute to that. He views that as a as a as a gift from Allah, a gift from His God that allows them to operate in our midst without being challenged. So that is uh, this is Monica Perez. This is the Monica Perez show. On, uh, I'm the Libertarian Voice on WSB Saturdays from three to six. Uh, I am on only from three to five today, and I'm going to be moving around quite a bit for uh football season but keep aware of uh of when that is and you can do that by signing up to propagandareportdaily.com and i'll send out an email saying or you can do monicaprezshow.com saying when my show is going to be on next so my next show is going to be on labor day weekend but it's going to be on sunday one to three and today after my show is going to be uh, at five o'clock. Mark Aram's going to do Mercedes-Benz Stadium inside and out. That's going to be a good special because the stadium opens today. But what we just heard coming in is Dr. James Mitchell. He was the guy who he actually settled. It was in the journal last week. He had to settle a case with some uh, people he tortured who had never been charged with anything. And I used to kind of be like, yeah, whatever, who cares? I'm sure they were bad guys. Now I wonder... Like uh, the Oklahoma City bombing, there was a guy they tortured to see what he knew. I think about them, about the government. Like there's a very deep, I forget the guy's name, but there's something very, a really scandalous case that came out of the Oklahoma City bombing about that, about a guy who was tortured, I think, to death in government custody. And uh, it was the wrong guy. And they wanted to know something specific, and it was the wrong guy. And uh, so this guy had to settle out of court for that. But when you listen to how he is thinking, he's he is talking about how uh, our expectation of privacy, our religious freedom is a cloak that puts us in danger. I mean, that is what the guy said. So and this is a guy Fox News is promoting. They're promoting his new book. That's why he was on the show. And I feel like the First Amendment is absolutely in the crosshairs from top to bottom right now. And the the most. The most serious thing, in my opinion, is when they talk about, you know, they, there's that old poem. First they came for the socialists, then they came from the trade unionists, then they came for the Jews. You know, I didn't say anything, and when they came for me, there was nobody left. Well, trade unionists and socialists and Jews, you can sympathize with those people. They And now we keep our eyes open for that kind of thing. But you don't keep your eyes open for radical Islamists and neo-Nazis, and then you. You know what I mean? You don't look at it that first. They came for the smokers and they came for the soda drinkers. You know, then they came for me. I'm just saying you the slope that they're headed us down is is like a cliff. It's not a slippery slope. And if you look at when they're talking about radicalized discussions, closing down ugly talk, I believe, if I recall correctly, when I was in law school, 
they the uh, talk was a crime if it was part of a crime and if that crime was being plotted and then at the end of the conversation everyone knew where to go and what to do that means that conversation was part of the crime just arousing emotions in other people is not a crime it's not good you know but i look at some of these tech companies as having such deep government roots uh having su- such advantages from government funding and grants and um information sharing that regular grassroots competition couldn't actually make a dent in the marketplace so i feel like i had this idea that any any tech company whose tech was funded or subsidized in any way by a government grant or a university grant that is funded by the government if you were won an award and a bunch of money from the United States government, the patents should be void and shared with everybody. Make the tech public. Then all of a sudden you would have an absolute flood of competition in these different arenas of social media and you wouldn't have to worry about fairness. So there's calls right now to, for the government to regulate the way these private companies control content on their sites you because of fairness because people are being treated unfairly but with enough competition you don't have to worry about that stuff so there's a lot of thoughts there and i'm happy to take uh, your reactions 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk you can tweet at me at monica perez show binkley my producer do you have a tweet uh, on point yes i do actually it's from politishark who says the federal government no longer needs to be in charge of censorship because Google, YouTube, Facebook, and PayPal are. That's very interesting because it goes to a point that I've made in the past about Zbigniew Brzezinski and the Trilateral Commission and a, uh, a collection of essays they put together called The Crisis of Democracy. And the upshot was what Brzezinski concluded against the wishes of some of the people who contributed to that book was that the way to counteract the damaging, the social damage that's done by democracy, by protests in the 60s, this was a reaction to the 60s, is to make sure everybody's involved in institutions that uh, don't have democratic processes. So if everybody belongs to a trade union or everybody belongs to, um, is in a university or in a corporation, then they don't have any say. Similarly, Like in this case, if your livelihood is dependent on these companies that you have to engage in and uh, they are not government entities, even though, in my opinion, behind the scenes, they actually are government entities, they are not bound by these laws, these transparent um, transparency and accountability that we have set up in order to protect ourselves from the power of government. That's why I don't even like government to be involved in infrastructure. I don't like them to be involved in research. If you have have an international, uh, an interstate highway system, then everything is interstate commerce. And then the the constitution can regulate everything. You think these things are gifts from the federal government, but there's, but it's it's all, everything they give you. Um, I heard somebody on Fox News when they were just talking about the Barcelona attack. They never said anything about the fact that that intervention in the Middle East is spreading terrorism and refugees like wildfire. They didn't say anything about that. They talked about immigration laws. But that's not the root of the problem. But one point they made was that the EU gives money. You know, there's a lot of wealth transfer from the richer to the poorer countries. And if the poorer countries don't change their laws to accommodate 
what the richer countries want, the money's going to stop flowing. I mean, is that really what you want? Is that how you want your your laws made? So I think that we need to look at these entities and really discover how they are are promoted or even established by the government for the very purpose of circumventing these protections that we have. And uh, and and the way that they're arbitrary and fair, it's like libertarianism is so often, I'm a libertarian, is so often used as a trap. Look what happens when in the free market, these nutjob lefty tech guys can quash uh, or squash uh, right-wing speech. And then you feel like it's a market failure. They call it a market failure. But I I think it is not a free market situation because these guys have been benefited, been selected, hand-selected, and promoted by government entities. This guy, Matthew Prince, is one of one of those guys, this guy who made the news with a uh, founder of Cloudflare, who was instrumental in putting down the Daily Stormer. Did Binkley, I think I, we were talking about this at the break. I found this thing. Uh, did I did I tell the audience about this yet? <laughs> did I tell people about Matthew Prince? You and, brought him up. You didn't go into detail. Okay, yet. he I I found. So this is a guy who wrote an article in the Wall Street Journal saying I'm the son of a journalist. He's the guy who the only time he ever censored anything on his website was this Daily Stormer thing, or what he did was not protected from being brought down by cyber hacks. And then he wrote a uh, an article for the Journal saying I'm the son of a journalist. I grew up with the discussions around the dinner table on the importance of free speech. It does not sit right to have a private company invisible but ubiquitous making editorial decisions about what can and cannot be online. My moral compass alone should not determine who gets to stay online. I mean, this is a guy whose integrity is so profound that he's tortured by his own power. Yet, when I dug into his past, he he started a company called Unspam, hand-in-hand with another company called Project Honeypot. And if you know what Honeypot is, it's using, <laughs> yeah, it's using sex spies to get information from the enemy. I mean, it's a crazy thing to call anything. Anyway, but this guy made these two companies kind of hand-in-hand, and it says, Unspam was sued by the porn industry for allegedly aiding government infringement of First Amendment rights, after which Prince decided to take a sabbatical. So I think he's an inside job, top to bottom. And that reveals what 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 what's going on here. You know, the invisible hand is not the invisible hand of the market. It's the invisible hand of the powers that be, of the shadow governments, I think. So let's... Uh, I'm out of time already. 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK. Jay is asking that I uh, clarify a throwaway comment I made earlier about cigarettes and soda. And uh, I would like to clarify that. So, Jay, if you please hang on, I will get to that right after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Thanks, tomorrow's high 84. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we have a weekend prize pack for you. A pair of tickets to see the Scott Brothers House Party starring Jonathan and Drew Scott of HGTV's Property Brothers on September 19th at the Cobb Energy Center. First to call 404 7410 750 gets that prize pack. I bet that's fun. 
Those guys are cool. I'm going to uh, Jay. You can call me at 800-WSB-TALK or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Jay and Alfreda, you are on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Uh, I was listening, and I thought I heard you say a few moments ago when you were talking about people not speaking up, that you were equating not speaking up about the government wanting to regulate soda consumption and cigarette use, and you equated that to not speaking up against prejudice and bigotry. Did I understand that correctly, or were you making another point? Because if, if I understood it the way I thought you said it, I think that's way out of line. Yeah, I wasn't, man, I wasn't equating it. What I was saying was, I was making a point that there's a famous poem. First they came for the socialists, and I said nothing. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I said nothing. Then they came for the Jews, and I said nothing. And when they came for me, uh, there was no one there to speak for me. So you can look at, I was saying, it's not going to be an exact parallel of that going forward, the way they get you down. So that's what they call a slippery slope, right? That's that you think that it's never going to affect you. If you keep your nose clean, you're okay. Or if you don't do anything that is currently on the block. But so they, so when you look at, I gave you two extreme examples, one where it's radical Islamists and neo-Nazis and everybody might be okay with allowing their speech to be censored, or you can take, uh, but, and then the next step, you would never think the next step is, um, you know, banning Breitbart. You would never think that was the next step, but it could be. And then the other extreme, a lighter extreme is they take away your cigarettes. You know, that, that started, the reason they were allowed to ban, or I should say like the, um, to ban cigarette smoking in a bar is a an encroachment on private property rights. And the first encroachment, the reason people were uh, nervous about the 1964 Civil Rights Act wasn't because it ended segregation, government-mandated segregation. It's that it went into private property and told them what they could and could not do. And no one at that time would have thought... The next step would be or that that would ultimately allow the government to ban smoking in bars or, uh, you know, then Obamacare. I actually did predict that that would lead to someone like Bloomberg saying you can't have sugary sodas. I'm saying that it's not going to be so obvious They're They get a little trickier because we have that poem. We have that experience in the past and we need to to not fall for modifications of those traps we need to be staunch and absolute in defense of the first amendment no matter how justified or unjustified you think the speech is well i understand your point about the slippery slopes but the slippery slope for soda consumption and uh cigarette use is a much different slope than bigotry and racism. So that that's my point. Yes, I, think that I agree with those, that completely. Okay. And I would say, though, that my issue with stuff like cigarette smoking and consu- uh, soda consumption is they quite often take something seemingly totally unrelated and use it as a way to get you. So there was a guy, Nacho, who ran Quest Communications and was the only guy who stood up to the government, and did not allow warrantless wiretaps. Shortly thereafter, he was arrested for insider trading, and he claimed as his defense that he was set up because of that. 
And he was not allowed to bring that defense because it was against national security. I was watching a movie, a.k.a. Tommy Chong, where Tommy Chong's son was entrapped. And they allowed Tommy Chong to serve his jail time, which is outrageous. And they cited in their argument, the prosecutors, that he had made movies that mocked law enforcement. So and there was a guy who blew the whistle on some on the underwear bomber too, being an inside job. He was British intelligence. The guy who blew the whistle on that was arrested for kiddie porn. So I'm just saying the more things they ban and control, the more they can use that stuff against you for speech. So these things can be totally unrelated. But if you don't stand up for your rights, absolutely you open up so many avenues where they can interfere with you and really they should never be able to interfere with you unless you interfere with somebody else 800 wsb talk you can tweet at me at monica perez show you maniac you blow it up monica perez on news 95.5 and am 750 wsb I am your libertarian voice on WSB Saturdays from three to six until football season, which is upon us. So I'm only on till five, but it's uh, for a good cause. Mark Aram has a great special Mercedes Benz Stadium inside and out. It opens today. That'll be good. And next week I'm on Sunday, one to three. It's Labor Day weekend. So football, college football starts right here on WSB. But they are going to continue to kind of find a place for me. So I appreciate that. And if you want to know when I'm on, sign up for the emails at PropagandaReportDaily.com or MonicaPerezShow.com. And I will be sure to let you know when I'm going to be on. So let us continue this conversation because the most important thing I think that's happening this year is the First Amendment is in the crosshairs. And I don't think we should fall for calls from the left and the right, both from I was talking about Huffington Post and National Review wrote articles basically uh, mirroring each other, saying the, the federal government has to step in and control how Internet companies censor their stuff because we'll all be victims. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. The right is saying the right is being targeted. The left is saying the right is first, but then we're next. I mean, if... If it's censored from both sides, what's left? You know, it just doesn't make sense. What you want is robust competition so that some is censored and some is not censored. But you will just, I mean, that's what the Internet is, getting what you want out of it. And it will reflect what people want if it's truly free. And that means not stacking the deck by companies that have been, have benefited from government money, government tech. And uh, I think that the spotlight should be on that and not on federal regulation of the First Amendment to save the First Amendment. Uh, Binkley, let's read a tweet, and then we'll go to some calls. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Okay, I have a tweet that brilliantly expresses the value of what you do here, of oh, the questions that you fine. stir up in people. It's from Nick. He says, you are the contrarian voice in my head that makes me question everything I'm seeing. You make me take nothing for granted and back up everything with strong reason and evidence, even when we don't agree. I have to make darn sure I understand why, since I know you'll find the smallest hole in the seemingly most airtight arguments. 
That is quite a compliment. And I have to say that was born of being on this show because normally, like if you're in the living room having an argument, so you know the person you're with, you've got their number, whatever, you can see the look on their face, you know, their face. On the air, I'll say what I say. Like, I just had this uh, call from Jay who misunderstood something I had said like five minutes before or whatever. Maybe he has a genuine dispute with what I said. He didn't like it. I didn't explain it, whatever. But I didn't know that I had, you know, made him mad, I think, because you can't see him. So eventually, after a long enough time, it used to be where people would call and really scream and yell, you know, really, I would really put my foot in it or whatever. So, or, or they would figure out the flaws in my argument. So I, what, what Nick says I do for him, I have to do to myself, uh, because I know if I say something totally contrary to what Fox news is saying, thousands of people are going to be like, she doesn't know this is the answer. And unless (laughs) I'm watching Fox news and thinking hard about it, I can't, answer those so that is uh thanks to a rigorous debate with the audience i've often been told that i have the smartest callers so with that intro alan (laughs) (laughs) alan and marietta are you ready to live up to that Uh, reputation of course um my theory on this is the internet is pretty much going to doom us i mean i remember being in the 60s when you had a crazy person uh, who'd spout off different things and go nuts. Everybody would just walk past them or whatever. But nowadays, if you have a crazy person with the Internet, he can contact millions and millions and millions of people, and out of that, he'll find followers and people who will agree with him and be persuaded by him. It's, it's, I mean, I love the Internet. I don't have to go to the library more to look up things. But as far as speech, it, it's... I, I think it's going to be our doom. I mean, you know, if everybody has a comment, you don't know which comment is true, which comment is false. Where back in the 60s, you know, if something happened, it'd be two or three days before you found out on the local news or, or something else like that. It's just the access to the Internet has given every crazy person out there a platform and a, a, a level to speak. And, I mean, I agree with free speech, but, you know... Where do you draw the line on the crazies and the, and the people with common sense? It, well, I'll it, tell you, it's, it's I have the same answer to that as I did to where to when people complain about greed, corporate greed, whatever. Greed is the driver of the production, and competition is what pushes back on that. Competition drives profits to zero. So greed's, greed gets people off the couch. They produce stuff. And then competition makes it so very quickly, maybe the first mover gets rich, very quickly you're just getting this new product at a really great price because so many people entered the market. I feel the same way about the Internet, about the free speech. It's very difficult to get millions of people to hear what you say, especially if it's actually crazy. So how does it happen? First of all, you said there's a lot of false information. There is disinformation put out there on purpose. So Cass Sunstein, for example, Obama's information czar, talked about how to place disinformation, put crazy stuff out there to to uh, misdirect people from actual truth. So the disinformation, you know, and then you have, if you're talking about the government doing it, they have unlimited resources, unlimited. Then you have uh, the search engines. If the search engines were neutral, 
then it would be it's very difficult to get something to go viral. What they would do with the search engines is get you to make more and more refined search terms so you could get the exact thing you were looking for. But they don't. They actually kind of do the opposite from what I can tell. They want to give you the most popular stuff that could could be what you're looking for. And by setting their algorithms so that they you know, didn't I read an article before the campaign that that basically Google could determine who won the campaign and I think who won the election. And I think you have to think hard about that. That's in their uh, their realm of of control, like CNN and who won Trump. You got to wonder if there's something going on a little deeper than you think. But these uh, these these search engines are really, really powerful and it's basically impossible to uh to circumvent those but and actually like uh Binkley didn't you just tell me uh, at the break that YouTube is not only just like where you get videos but it's the second to Google itself its owner the most powerful search engine yeah second largest website and search engine in the world and they have demonetized most of our podcasts right and made them harder to find yeah, so so if it were just people looking for our stuff, it would the algorithm would be based on how many times it came up in a search and then was clicked upon, for example. That's like one way to do it. That would be a completely objective way to do it, but they're not. They're they're applying what they call normative tests. They're they're judging the words. Yeah, they actually also direct people. If you if you type in something that they view as radical, then they will direct you to videos that debunk what you're searching for. Oh, I've seen that too, like a Snopes or Scopes, whatever. There's a, a debunking website that basically debunks, mostly debunks the truth. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It's the ultimate in that. Uh, so whatever you're looking for, it's definitely going to tell you that any suspicions are unfounded. But my point is is simply that it's not the fact that it's a free market for information on ideas that makes it quote dangerous. It's the fact that it is highly controlled and the the purpose, the goals of those the powers at the top are not harmony and free discourse. The goals at the people at the top are disharmony and shallow ideology so that we can fight each other and not wake up to the fact that all this money, all the stealing and killing is done uh, in our name with our money for the benefit of other people. It's actually to our detriment. It makes us poorer and less safe. And uh, yet it's done with our money and in our name. And that's what they care about. And the best way they can keep that going is to keep us at each other's throats. And I think that's why they manipulate the information flow just the way they do. Uh, So I do not think more regulation is the answer. I think digging a little deeper into where this information is coming from and why it's being spun the way it is. Thank you so much for the call, Alan. I'm going to Jean in Atlanta. Jean, you're on with Monica. Or is it Joan? Hello, line four. You are on with Monica. Can you hear me? I lost line four, it seems. Anyway, that's all right. So, yeah, um, Binkley, don't you think that, or what do you think about uh, this YouTube thing? You think it's going, we're going to get our our money back? Because really, it's not like you make much from those little ads anyway. But but the goal is at a certain point when it hits critical mass, you do make a lot of money. So when, when a guy... 
when they get like PR and they, and this Daily Stormer thing has been on Huffington Post, National Review, Wall Street Journal, like quoting the nasty, nasty, awful, embarrassing things they actually say. This draw people search like crazy for that, right? Yeah, and that's exactly not to uh, you know bring Hitler into it. That's how he drew, drew attention to his organization when he was trying to build up. His Nazi group. What did he do? Is he did stuff that was outrageous so that people would try to censor him, and that made people want to go look and see what it was, just like they're doing with the Nazis and with Antifi on the media right now. Oh, that's funny because I did read on air last week. I noticed it because the Wall Street Journal twice on the same page wrote the quote of one of the people who attended Charlottesville on the Unite the Right side. He said the this this. PR, this press is going to make the movement explode. You wait yeah. and see. Why would why would they write that twice? Because they know it's true, and I think they want it to happen. Yeah, yeah. Because the divisiveness is what keeps us all distracted as they lead us down the garden path to totalitarianism and war. Exactly. If they don't, if they can get real violence to happen, they don't have to uh, pretend it's going on anymore. On that note, I think I've got Jean back. Jean, are you with me? Oh, yes. I apologize. I accidentally muted it. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. Um, Monica, this is just from my perspective uh, because I think that we're kind of repeating some things that have happened in history before when it comes to fascism and the control of socialism, communism, right? We're in the 21st century. But I kind of have to focus on it's, it's about survival of our civil, uh, civilization right now. And just recognizing the tactics that they use to undermine us, which is what you talk about a lot. And I believe that it's important for us as citizens to recognize that, yes, we want to protect our freedom of speech. But what the globalists are trying to do, and they're going to use the people that can be radicalized. It doesn't come. It doesn't matter whether they come from this particular religious group or persuasion. That's their agenda. And what they're going to do is try and blur the lines between what's freedom of speech and then actually give them a sense of an entitlement to actually promote violence, as we see. You see? So I just believe what we have to do as citizens is then uh, speak up for our rights. Yes, you have the right of freedom of speech, but I also have a right to protect my life. You see? Yes, and so, I do. So we... We have to designate that. It doesn't matter. I'm an African-American female. I'm just saying that I'm a human being, but I'm saying that I have dealt with discrimination and prejudice, but what my faith helped me is gauge my response to that. Oh. In other words, I don't allow myself to be justified to say because of my ancestries were murdered, mutilated, raped, and whatnot. That gives me the right as a citizen because with that, I'm under the law, constitutional law. All right. And so, I, like I Dr. To, King said, you know, and uh, uh, if we, uh, eye for an eye, will leave everybody blind. I, I got you, Gene. I like it. I have to. Uh, I think we have mechanisms in place for the separating kind of the peaceful protest, even if the speech is ugly, from actually going to cuffs and stuff. And I think that the government's uh, not employing those legal and established measures. And that's one of the reasons I feel like they're feeding into this on purpose. But I'm going to wrap it up after the break. This is Monica Perez. Partly cloudy high of 84 forecast for Monday as the work week begins, but that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are wrapping up the show as uh, 
This is, I guess, kind of the end of the regular season because football's coming. But that's okay because I'm definitely going to have uh, as much airtime. I think I, I'll probably be on every weekend if I can make it. I have a couple of things planned. One is I'm going to go see that Triple G Canelo fight on September 16th. And after this show right now, I'm uh, later on tonight going to go to the a watching party for the McGregor Mayweather fight, which I, you know, I guess I'm going along with the crowd. I feel, of course, that Mayweather is obviously going to be the grown up in the room. Um, anyway, so that'll be fun. And uh, and I, I'm a big I hate to talk about boxing because I don't think it's as popular because today is like a preseason football game. And I think that's what people are all about. Yeah, I think it's lost some of its luster. Because it's so brutal and, you know, I, I think if you're going to ban anything, you know, <laughs> I'm not for banning anything. But if you are going to ban anything, you know, that just shows that there are there are rights that are actually alienable. You have a right to not get punched in the face, but you can Some give people. up that right. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying it's an interesting we can ponder that. So that's it. Um I got a I got a good email. Can you pull up your email real quick? I sent it to you so you could read it. But uh Yes. I think we have time for this. I I was talking earlier, I said I was talking about incrementalism and I think I kind of upset some people because the slippery slope thing, you know, it sounded like I equated racism with drinking soda which i did not mean to but my point was <laughs> that you that you don't realize that all you're doing once you let them slip the thin edge of the wedge into the the few delineated rights we actually have they're supposed to be absolute in my opinion and i think that's if it weren't it should be it would have been shown like in the constitution the bill of rights that uh, that they just slip in that thin uh, edge of the wedge. And like with the Civil Rights Act in 1964 was one example that I made. Yes, of course, segregation, forced segregation by the government is absolutely outrageous. Outrageous. It should be uh, uh, unthinkable. But instead of stopping there, they said they could uh, control what people did on their private property. And of course, it was for a good cause. But it has consequences. So and my argument was that's really why the government claims the right to tell bar owners that they can't uh, ha- allow anyone to smoke in their bars. Vo- people who come in voluntarily cannot smoke in the bars and they can't invite people into smoke in the bars. So Alan sent me an email, a different Alan from the one who is just on the line. Let's hear it, Binkley. He Better says, fast, though, I think. hey, Monica, on smoking Yes, you certainly don't want any unhealthy habits in a bar. Smoking is a perfect example of incrementalism because just think what would happen if in 1959 or thereabouts the government would have passed an incredibly far-reaching bill banning smoking in public buildings, restaurants, universities, airlines, and airports. There would have been mayhem in the streets. Same situation with porn, disillusion of men's clubs, no telephone booths, ultimate physical violence readily available in the media – Indecent material right in the reach of children. Incrementalism will do it every time, and the people will feel as if they are in the know and not old and fuddy-duddy. Yeah, I absolutely – that's obviously what's happening, and now is our chance to stand up for the First Amendment. This conversation continues all week. We also do podcasts, so check us out on propagandareportdaily.com. 
uh, on Facebook and on Twitter at Monica Perez Show. Be back next week, Sunday, 1 to 3.